It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers 3-1, put a halt to the Oilers' win streak at 16 games. No history for the Edmonton Oilers tonight inside T-Mobile Arena. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? You mentioned it a couple of times. This one did live up to the billing. A lot of storylines going into it. But at the end, just a really entertaining hockey game coming out of the bye week in the All-Star break. Yeah. And, you you know, like the last time these clubs faced off, mm-hmm. it was a higher scoring game. It was one nothing after one. Gagne had scored in the first period for the Oilers. But then after two periods, it was a 4-2 Edmonton lead. <laughs> Ended up with the Knights tying it 4-4. Nobody scored in overtime. And then it was a quick shootout. McDavid and Nugent Hopkins scored. Marcia So and Eichel did not. But uh, that was a higher scoring affair. And uh, this one here today, Gary pointed it out, is more like a playoff game because you know, it's more likely you'll have lower scoring games in the playoffs. Not necessarily, as we have seen. But uh, <laughs> you, you do expect you know, teams to be more structurally sound, play within their systems, and the goaltenders to be on their game. And, and you know, here we are, game 51, and as Bruce Cassidy told us on the pregame show, uh, this team is uh, very much in that third, third, um, meaning, uh, you know, one-third, two-thirds, three-thirds. Uh, this is the third third of the season. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what, Ryan, speaking of Bruce Cassidy, it sounds like he is uh, stepping to the podium now. All right, let's go downstairs to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Get back to square one, get the carry you need, and when you're ready, you'll go. So um, he had to feel good about, you know, his body, and when he did, he got back in there. I think it was New York, right? Um, and he's been great. So obviously he's used the time to take care of himself, get sharp. Credit to Berkey and as well to get him the work he needs, and... Obviously, he was really good tonight. Uh, we don't win the game without, you know, his performance. But they've been getting excellent goaltending as well. That's how you win a lot of games in a row. Your goalie uh, stops the puck, and and now the other team starts thinking a little bit. Now I can't speak for Edmonton, but sometimes what will happen is you start to make the perfect shot or the perfect play, and um, can get you off your game. Can the Jesse. Chen Bolke, Sinman, not Vegas. Will Carlson had been out for about five weeks, and he kind of gets thrown into defending McDavid the whole time how well do you think he did tonight well what do you think I thought he was pretty good um five on five listen we had some issues second period was not our best by far and I think that's the momentum of the second period uh icings line changes you just never can catch up a little bit until a timeout comes and then you know we weren't able to win some draws in our end to, to get some relief and get going the other way but I thought Carly did a great job against you know, he, he played against him not all the time, but a lot of the time I'd say him and Ronnie uh, Ammo. I think they did a really good job. And you have to if you're going to beat Edmonton. you got to keep him in check. Um, he still had some good rushes. I thought we had some speed, but we had bodies back on those. Obviously, we had a couple of breakdowns. That had nothing to do with necessarily who was on the ice, but we mismanaged pucks, and we had a line change, I think, where he had a, an opportunity in the second period too. So he's going to get his looks, made some plays in the power play, but all in all, I thought... Carly did his job great. Nice to see him get the game winner after it looked like, or sorry, the empty netter after it looked like he had it earlier. I'm not sure what happened on that, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we did enough uh, to get another sh- shot at it. And credit to him. And listen, these are good players. Like, 
you take a Carlson out of your lineup and Aiden Hill for months at a time, Eichel and Theodore, like it's going to impact your lineup, maybe your record at some point. Other people get an opportunity to move up and play. Nick was enjoying that part of it. So so it's great to have those guys back. Uh, we missed them, and we'll see why. <clears throat> Jesse, Chris, Allen. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. We talked leading into this game about the streak, the rivalry budding, how maybe it's a little more important than your average 82 uh, regular season game. What's your biggest takeaway after seeing how your team played against them? <coughs> well, I mean, Edmonton's a good team. I see why they won 16 in a row. It's not easy to do. No one else has, I think, one other team's done it right or two. Uh, did they tie somebody? Was it Columbus, I think? Or And then Pittsburgh was the record. So there's a reason why. Uh, Got to have a lot of things go right. Uh, the takeaway for us is we can play in those games, be comfortable in those games, bend it, but don't break at certain parts. We've done it against Edmonton in the past, successfully last year in, in, uh, in May or April, whenever it was, May. So for us, that's a good re reinforcement for us that how we, we scored our two goals from below the goal line, making them defend down there and get it to the front or low to high, whatever. And that was the kind of the messaging as the game went along. When we didn't do that, we're turning pucks over because they were reloading well and they got D the joint. So now all of a sudden we're, we're getting trapped and they're coming at us in waves. And when we started forcing them to, hey, go, go check a puck back below your goal line, go defend, uh, go take care of the slot, go take care of the front of the net. Then we got a few looks, right? I mean, uh, Kolasar had one in the second period, Stevenson. They all came from below the goal line, and that was our, our best way to create offense tonight against them. Um, obviously, you hope your power play would be able to do some of that. Uh, their kill's been fantastic, but our power play was, was just inept tonight, so we needed offense from other areas, and that's how we got it. And So that's what it tells me. What They have to understand that certain teams are certain ways to play, and I, you know, the next time we play them, hopefully we can reinforce that message. Hey, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You guys have kind of built an identity on guys down the lineup scoring big, timely goals. But tonight, Michael Amadio's stick, especially in that third period, was really good defensively. Can you just speak about what you got out of him tonight? Well, when, when Michael moves his feet, and, and that's an easy thing to say, but I use that term a lot. When he's skating, he's a really effective player because he can think the game well, has good hands, um, you know, reads the ice well. It's, he's got to play with pace, and that's the challenge for him. And it's why I think it's taken him a while to get to this level, so we remind him constantly. And tonight, as the game went along, he played with more pace, especially in the third. Now he's checking pucks back. He did it in the playoffs last year. I don't know if you remember the goal against Dallas. I'll go to game six. The game was probably out of reach, but he did the same thing. I went down and scored. So he has it in him to do that. Um, he's not taking a lot of penalties while he's doing it, but he needs to play with pace. So we keep reminding him about that. And he did a great job with his fitness this summer. You know, he knew that. So whatever he did, I thought he had a great start for us. Unfortunately, you know, a few injuries, but... Hopefully we can get him back up to speed. He's an important part of our team um, that probably flies under the radar because he's not a big special teams guy. But he, he did a lot of things well for us last year playing with, uh, with Carly and Smitty. Now, who he ends up on the left side is anybody's guess here till we get going. It might be Paul, it might be Pav, could be, you know what I mean? We have different guys. It was Ronnie tonight. Uh, it's probably going to be a young guy. So he's now no longer that young guy in the chair. You know what I mean? It's whoever takes Smitty's spot. So we need him to be a little more uh, of a veteran guy out there that we, we can rely on. And tonight, as the game went on, he did a really good... It, it, listen, he's playing against McDavid. He's the best player in the world. So, and, and we're showing faith in him and he, and he gave it back to us. So that's going to bode well for his teammates, going to bode well for the coaching staff, everybody. That's that's how you gain respect and did a great job. Take two more. First, Alan and Chris. 
Uh, hey, Bruce. Uh, Alan Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. I just want to, I was kind of curious about your take on just the style of play tonight. A lot of back and forth, attack, counterattack. I was wondering if you felt that, uh, you know, was that in your the team's advantage? And also just a take on the style of the hitting. It seemed as though um, there wasn't a lot of ticky-tack penalties, but on the other hand, there was, it didn't seem like there was a lot of kind of cheap shots either seemed like it was a pretty clean game for it. Yeah, I didn't see some of the emotions running high at all. There's a few good hits on each side, and um, I thought we're in a couple times that maybe we could have got a call, but they probably feel the same way. So um, you know what I, I will say about that? The first goal they scored, we were offside. And if we could challenge our own offside, <laughs> we would have. <laughs> But so normally the whistle will blow there, you know, and, and they end up with a two, two on O. But um, so that was ironic. I just had to mix that in there because they're talking about hits and stuff. But um, uh, yeah, I didn't see a lot of that either. Maybe coming out of the break, guys weren't quite back to that, that level either. Um, I think Edmonton is more focused, at, you know, it seems like just playing, playing the right way, playing hockey. Even up there, it seemed this year, when we, it wasn't a lot of that. We expected it was a 5-4 game, but some of that. And maybe that's a change they've made. Like, let's just be professional and play and not get into that stuff till it's necessary. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it was certainly was a good hockey game, a tight checking game. Uh, I think both teams had opportunities to execute off the rush that they might have missed on. But some of that is time off. Some of that might have been... Uh, back pressure, et cetera. Uh, good goaltending. You sort of think I got to make a great play instead of just getting a play to the net. Um, and it was back and forth. I don't know if that lends itself to us uh, being the more successful team typically. Yet we are very good on the rush, but they are one of the best off the rush. So we were trying to, you're never trying to slow the game down. That's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to manage the puck in the game so that, you know, you're not allowing them to get to their strength. And we did that in pockets and we, other times we did not. And we were fortunate that we did it enough while, you know, that we didn't have to pay the ultimate price. And a lot of that was hilly when we did make mistakes. So, but that's what he gets paid to do. And he certainly earned his paycheck tonight. Last one to Chris. Hey, Coach. Uh, Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey Now. Second period, Edmonton seemed to control the pace, outshot the Golden Knights. Third period, you guys got back to your game. Why? How? Well, the second, you're right. The second period, they were definitely the better team. We talked about that. And I talked about the momentum swings of line changes, long line changes, getting pucks out. and line, You know, you can't really forecheck and get on the attack when you're getting off the ice. So we've been a good good at that this year. Our second periods have shown that with our goal differential. Uh, we were better in the third because we got through it. We got through it. And you come into the room and it's 1-1. You're like, okay, we didn't play our best. And, uh, you know, we're in a tie game. So let's get back to our game. Um, and that's what happened. We, we got the next goal early enough by what? Again, below the goal line, forced them to work, managing a puck, so it gave us some life. And I think that's what happened. We can play with a lead. Our team knows how to play with a lead. We checked well in the third. We didn't give them any easy opportunities. They had some, a couple of turnovers here or there, but we didn't get into penalty trouble. Uh, we didn't ice the puck all period. Uh, we still had a few looks, uh, not a lot of sustained pressure, but certainly some looks where we had a chance to extend the lead. I think Stoney hit a crossbar. We were in a couple of two-on-ones that we didn't quite finish the play or get it to the net, but that's what I thought we did well. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. Thanks, sir. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow. 
using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. If you're headed to the Golden Knights Carolina Hurricanes game on Saturday, February 17th, be aware of some significant traffic issues presented by the closures of both the I-15 and Tropicana Avenue near T-Mobile Arena. Plan ahead, explore alternate routes, and arrive early and stay late for this one. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers 3-1 to here Inside T-Mobile Arena, the Golden Knights halt the Oilers' win streak at 16 games, one shy of the NHL record set by the 1992-93 Pittsburgh Penguins. So no history tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. And once again, the Golden Knights get the better of Edmonton in a game that I would make the argument the Oilers really did want to win. So uh, solid all the way around there for the Vegas Golden Knights in delivering a big victory coming out of the bye week in the all-star break and you know we've kind of put a lot into this final stretch for vegas right in defending a a championship you're trying to determine how you handle the rigors of an 82 game schedule the grind of an 82 game schedule and and last year the golden knights went on an absolute tear coming out of the bye week in the all-star break to expect them to do the same thing Maybe a little bit misguided, but this team is trying to get their house in order and gear up for the postseason, and that's really what they've been playing all year for, right? Like that, That's kind of the carrot dangling in front of the Golden Knights right now is you know what the postseason's all about. You've done it. You've reached the top of that mountain, and it's right around the corner. It's within sight. The playoffs are right there in about two months, and I think that that, more than anything, more than even halting the streak of the Edmonton Oilers, is what the Golden Knights are are itching and chomping at the bit to get back to. Uh, And certainly it showed in in tonight's action. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. William Carlson returns to the lineup for the Golden Knights. He missed the last 12 games. He played in the Winter Classic. Hasn't played since. Returns tonight for the Golden Knights. Aiden Hill, who returned on that four-game road trip, back in the fold for the Golden Knights as well. Toby Bjornfoot is practicing. Daniil Mirmanoff is practicing. Ben Hutton is practicing. And Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore both are skating and, and moving forward in their rehab as well. So things starting to look a little bit better, a little bit brighter for the Golden Knights on the injury front. And, you know, you're hopeful that in the next couple of weeks or so as you know the the designation for you know Shea Theodore and, and Jack Eichel's week to week you're hopeful that you can get those two players back into the fold as well especially when you start to think about what a healthy Golden Knights team could really look like down the stretch Let's take a look at the highlights in this game we go back to the first period and the Golden Knights had an early chance on the power play but a turnover turned into a nightmare as Connor McDavid finished off a give and go with Leon Dreisaitl to open the scoring with a shorthanded goal Vegas comes in, the puck is stripped away. McDavid, a two-on-0 to the middle. Back to McDavid, he scores! McDavid with Dreisaitl, a shorthanded goal. 1-0 Edmonton. Connor McDavid's 21st goal of the year, a shorty from Leon Dreisaitl and Vincent DeHarnay. 4.35 of the first period made it 1-0 Edmonton. 
Later on in the period, it appeared that William Carlson, in his return to the lineup, tied things up for Vegas, but the puck fooled everyone as it hit the side of the net. Ron Buren picks up Carlson, speeding in. Two on two, shot, and it goes up the side of the net. The goal horn sounds, it is not a goal. The puck went off the outside of the net. A little premature there as the expectation, the hope, was that William Carlson scored not to be, but the Golden Knights would get things tied back up when Alex Petrangelo walked the line, ripped a shot on goal, and Nick Waugh put home the rebound. Right point. Petrangelo shoots, save, rebound, score! Nicholas Waugh ties it! Rebound goal for Nick Waugh after the point shot from Petrangelo. Nick Waugh with his 10th goal of the season, a five-game scoring streak. We're all even 1-1. Two minutes to go, first period. 10th goal of the year for Nick Waugh from Alex Petrangelo. 18.06 of the first period tied the game at 1. And the Golden Knights scored in the first period tonight, so make sure you have the McDonald's app downloaded to redeem your free French fries of any size at your local McDonald's tomorrow. So that Nick Waugh goal sends us to a 1-1 tie through the second period. And though the Edmonton Oilers had the lion's share of the offensive zone time in the second period, Aiden Hill was very sharp and kept the game tied at one going into the third. Then, early in the third period, Aiden Hill made a huge stop on Evander Kane. McNabbin gives it away. Centering pass, saved by Hill. Dreisaitl set up Kane, and Hill held his ground. So that stop from Aiden Hill comes right before the Golden Knights marching down the ice and Chandler Stevenson giving Vegas their first lead of the night. Marcheseau to Stevenson, he scores! Chandler Stevenson and the Knights have their first lead of the contest. Ninth goal for Stevenson, set up low to high by Marcheseau on the left wing side. Found the perfect opening and Chandler Stevenson Gives Vegas the lead, 2-1. Chandler Stevenson's ninth goal of the year from Jonathan Marcheseau and Paul Cotter, 124 into the third period, made it 2-1 Vegas. The Oilers pulled Stuart Skinner late in the period, looking for the equalizer, but William Carlson iced the game and the Oilers' win streak with an empty net goal. To the neutral zone, Stevenson, left side Carlson, fakes through, he shoots, he scores! They celebrate like it's a playoff win. William Carlson back in the lineup after missing 12. Carlson delivers the empty net goal, his 16th, and the Knights lead 3-1 with 32 seconds to play. 16th goal of the year for William Carlson, an empty netter from Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. 19-27 of the third period made it 3-1 Vegas, and all that was left was the final call. Right wing shot, just missed from Brett Howden. 3-2. What? That is all she wrote for the Edmonton Oilers win streak. It ends at 16. The Golden Knights win 3-1. And there you have it, 3-1 the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights dispatched the Edmonton Oilers, put an end to their win streak at 16 games, and win this first one out of the bye week and the All-Star break. Vegas improves to 30-15-6, 66 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 6 o'clock puck drop in Arizona against the Coyotes. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers 3-1. Vegas improves to 30-15-6, 66 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 6 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes in Arizona. Mullet Arena. Uh, Aiden Hill is a story for me. Like, William Carlson factors in for sure. Five-on-five, William Carlson versus Connor McDavid is turning into one of my favorite in-game, one-on-one type of situations to follow, and and I'm hopeful, I really am, that we get at least five more games. We're going to get one more in the regular season, and then hopefully there's a playoff series because I could watch William Carlson work on Connor McDavid all day long. Truly, like it, it's great stuff. A great game out of Jonas Rombeard. Really good stuff out of Michael Amadio. But Aiden Hill is is ridiculous. Um, he's appeared in three games since returning from his injury, and it, it wasn't like a situation where it's like, yeah, it's an injury. He comes back, misses a couple of weeks. Like we're talking about six, seven weeks that Aiden Hill missed. Like there was a a comeback attempt in there as well. But he has not played a lot of hockey. And then he gets into, into a couple of games on the other side of the bye week in the All-Star break, and he has to sit again for 10 days. And inactivity, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to bother Aiden Hill. Like, his timing is there. His save selection is there. There were a couple of um, athletic moments from Aiden in this game tonight, but this is what he's done in the three games since returning to action against the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, and the Edmonton Oilers on a 16-game win streak. He's allowed five goals in three games. That's a 1.67 goals against average. He's made 107 saves on 112 shots. That's a 9.55 save percentage. So as good as Aiden Hill's numbers were going into this game, as good as they have been through the beginning of this season for him, he has been somehow better. He has been somehow better the last three games than he was the first 15 of the year. I I don't understand how he's doing it. It doesn't make any sense to me outside of this is just who Aiden Hill is. I think we've got enough of a sample size with the Vegas Golden Knights through the postseason all of last year, certainly when he came back from his injuries last season and what he's done so far this year. Like Aiden Hill is putting his name in the ballot for Team Canada and the Four Nations Faceoff and the Olympics. He's been that good. And it's it's been it's it's gone on long enough, and it's gone on against good enough teams, and it's certainly been in high stakes, high pressure moments, for you to accept it at this point. I, I, to me, I think that's gonna kind of the biggest revelation here. Aiden Hill is who his record this season says he is, and that's one of the best goaltenders in the league right now in this moment. Full stop. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. We're wrapping it up here on the VGK Post Game Show. The Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers 3 to 1. Vegas 30, 15, and 6, 66 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 6 o'clock 
against the Arizona Coyotes. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. You know, for the Golden Knights, it, it was a game that started off well enough until there was a turnover on the power play. Leads to a 2-1-0 breakaway for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. McDavid opens up the scoring with a shorthanded goal five minutes in, and it kind of feels like, oh, here we go, right? Yet the Golden Knights find their footing in the first period. They get the answer from Nick Waugh, who has been on an absolute tear, a five-game point streak, longest of his career for Nick Waugh as he kind of puts in a rebound goal. And then the Edmonton Oilers push the Golden Knights in the second period, but Vegas bends, they don't break. And that's been a hallmark of how this team defends and how they win games. And they were able to find one or two more plays in the third period than the Edmonton Oilers and the Golden Knights put a stop to the Oilers' 16-game win streak and prevent Edmonton from making history and tying the Pittsburgh Penguins for the longest win streak in the National Hockey League. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show, your phone calls, that all comes up next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-1 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers. Win streak snapped at 16 games for the Oilers. One shy of the NHL record held by the Pittsburgh Penguins, 1992-93. Vegas improves to 30-15-6, and 66 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 6 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes. But now it is your turn. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. You can give me a call. You can send in a text. Text line's already popping off. Uh, I'm going to get to one right off the bat. Let you all call in. This one's from Sal. Yeah, Sal, double dog dares me to say something on the air. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get fired. I'm not, gonna, I'm not like interested in, in making a fool out of myself. But Sal says, let's bleeping go, VGK. I double dog dare you to say that on the air. Well, I did in only the way that I can. So, Sal, thanks so much for the text. Uh, do me a favor, call in right now. Like, this is a big win for the Golden Knights. And listen, I understand it. I get it. It's a game in February. It's a game coming off of the bye week in the All-Star break. Like, it's one of one. It had playoff intensity. It had a playoff feel. But I still recognize that it's just one game. I'm not trying to go off the rails here. There's still a lot of runway left for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers by, by that stretch as well. But this is a big win for the Golden Knights. So give me a call, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Let's jump on to the phone line, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? 
Yeah, Sal, this is not a podcast. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, the uh, the joy, the ebullition that we feel right now is second only to June 13th, I think. Since then, it, there have been great games, no question. This is the best since then. And, uh, it, it, boy, it was so fulfilling. And I told a bunch of guys at practice today who are from Edmonton, I said, you're going to the game tonight, but you're going down. You're going to lose. I'm sorry. It's over. And uh, they said, well, we'll just see about that. Well, we did see about that. And it was fun to watch, and it lived up to all the hype anyone could have given it. I hope everybody will want to call and and share that with you, Ryan, Mm -hmm. as this is a moment we can really celebrate together as a fan base. Um, what I want to say, um, and, and then I'll clear the deck here, is what what is happening now is a kind of an interesting dynamic. It, for whatever reason, Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee cannot put anybody on waivers. If they do, they have to know they're probably going to lose them because everybody who comes up plays like a big leaguer. So why wouldn't somebody want to claim whoever we put on waivers? So that that's point one. And then point two is your trade value goes way up. In other words, your trade commodities that you have, if you ever need to make one, your capital goes soaring because no matter what you say to a, another general manager, they can't say, well, we don't know if this guy can play in the big leagues. Oh, yeah, he probably can. And I kind of like that position of strength that these guys are getting into. Yeah, I mean that's a that's that's a great call, Mike. Thank you um, for the call. I, you know, again, you're in a situation where you are you're forced into playing some guys because of injuries, right? Now you're starting to get healthy. You're starting to see players like Daniil Mirmanov pushing toward a return. You're starting to see Tobias Bjornfoot get back, Ben Hutton, all, all of that from the defensive side. Obviously, uh, this is in response to putting Braden Pahal on waivers and losing him to the Calgary Flames. You know, you're right. Like, to a degree, you're absolutely right. The The tough thing when you have to bring in some of your younger players that aren't waiver exempt and then they perform for you is you open yourself up to potentially losing them on waivers. So we'll kind of see how things play out from that perspective, but uh, it's a credit to the organization. It's a credit to the players, credit to the coaching staff, both here with the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Henderson Silver Knights. Um, this team understands the talent that they have, the best options to play that talent to, to, to maximize them, and then the players are going out and executing. It's, it's been fantastic to watch. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So I I was on the, the, the side of, like, I really just want to win, and breaking the Oilers' win streak would be, like, a nice extra. Mm-hmm. But, man, does it feel amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's interesting. Mainly, be, like, to me, the streak is one aspect of this, but the game was really good, and... You know, when you get that type of intensity from two teams in in middle of February, like I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I definitely had to check more than a few times to make sure that we were still in February and not like late May, June, because that was like, I mean, it it felt like a playoff game. The intensity, the refs deciding they didn't want to call anything either way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like it, it felt like a playoff game. It felt like there was far more on the line than two points. Um, but man, am I ever glad we got those two points. Yeah, you're right on the money there, Stephanie. Thanks so much for the call. Um, kind of to your point about the referees, I, not a lot of penalties called in this game. Certainly both teams, I, I think, had legitimate gripes on infractions that should have been called, would have been called, a, probably in any other game. But uh, to the ref's credit, and like this is this is what I'll say on it, they didn't allow the teams to play for 40 minutes and then crack down and call a bunch of ticky-tack stuff in the third period. Oftentimes you'll see that. It didn't happen in this one, so at least there was consistency from the referees in that point in terms of allowing plays to go and not calling infractions, uh, especially with some of the things that were, were you know let go in the first really two and a half periods or so in this game. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Greg. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Good, Ryan. How are you, brother? It's always good to hear you. I'm good, man. Yeah, well, I mean, what you, what yeah, hasn't already been said, but I'll repeat what uh, you said and what your last caller did. It had the feel of a playoff game. It was the same score as that game against the Bruins, 3-1. to one. Mm. Um, And all I say is, you know, you said it, masterful goaltending. Yep. Masterful, like Vesna-worthy goaltending. Um, Aiden Hill is really seeing that puck very well. Um, and uh, he's the big reason. One player may not a team make, but a goaltender is certainly an exception to that rule, and he or she is worth their weight in gold when they're on their game. He most certainly is. Yeah, you know what, Greg? I'm right there with you, and thanks for the call. Like, you know, one player isn't going to make up a hockey team. You're right. But when your goaltender is every single night, more often than not, your best player, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. And Aiden Hill, since returning to the lineup for the Golden Knights, has been lights out exceptional. And he's been great all season long, but it almost feels like he's in a, a different zone, a different at a different level for the Golden Knights right now, very reminiscent of what he was able to do in the postseason. And that was the big question for Aiden Hill coming into this season. He was a great run in the postseason. Can you follow it up? Can you play to that standard night in and night out as a number one A, one number one goaltender he has the only thing the only issue for Aiden Hill this season is that he's missed time because of injury every single time that he's been in the net he's been phenomenal for the Golden Knights Uh, some of the best goaltending numbers in the league and it'll be interesting to see if down the stretch he can kind of make a push and put his name in that Vesna conversation let's go back out of the phone line 702-876-1340 that's the number bring in King hey King how you doing good Ryan how about yourself I'm great man I just want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, first off, I was watching from at home, mm-hmm. and like everyone said, even at home, I could feel like the intensity from my couch. Yeah. It was nuts. And like right when the puck dropped, it was like, wow, I'm watching like a Stanley Cup playoff game. And then I also want to comment on the Knights did this without Jack Eichel, Shea mm-hmm. Theodore, William Carrier. We still have like a lot of guys missing, and we were able to pull this off without them, without our key players. Imagine what we can do with our key players back in the lineup. You know what I mean? Like, that was that was insane. That's just a testament to our depth, and I just, I love it. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, again, the fact that, as you mentioned, the Vegas Golden Knights were able to beat the Edmonton Oilers, put a stop to their 16-game win streak without Jack Eichel, without Shea Theodore, gives you an idea of just how good this team can be should they get fully healthy. It's not, it's not all that different from where Vegas was last year in, in trying to figure out who they would be and how good they could be if they got healthy. Right. It's just 
it's nuts. Like, I can't wait to see what the playoffs are like this year. And, hmm. you know, if we go back-to-back, I know it's going to be tough, but I think we can really do it this year. we got a pretty good shot. All right, great stuff, King. Thanks so much for the call. Make sure you call in again. 702-876-1340, that's the number. It's a challenge over the course of the bye week and the All-Star break to get more voices on this show. It can only happen if you call in. So pick up the phone. Give me a call right now, 702-876-1340. What did you learn from tonight's game? Did you learn anything? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But did you learn something from the Golden Knights dispatching the Edmonton Oilers, halting their win streak at 16 games, one off the NHL record for consecutive wins? 702-876-1340. More of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 3-1 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas 30-15-6, 66 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 6 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes. 702-876-1340, that's the numbers. Got a line open right now if you want to give us a call. Going to jump on a, a text real quick before we take more of your phone calls. Uh, Scott Bolshazy, defense was stingy, offense persisted in getting quality shots on goal. Um, good all-around win. Like I, I'm with you, Scott. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think it was a solid, solid effort from the Golden Knights from opening puck drop to final call. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Steven. Hey, Steven, how you doing? Ryan, I am doing absolutely amazing tonight. This win is going to be one that's going to have me going to bed tonight just smiling from ear to ear because with all the guys that we have down right now still versus how hot Edmonton was to win this game spoke volume as to just how loaded, even with our injured players, this Gold Knights team is. Um, I really cannot say enough about just how well um, we handled the adversity and the pressure of this game tonight. It really did feel like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, as much as I felt like we were on our heels at times, and also with Edmonton, how defensively they were pretty sound tonight in terms of us not being on journeys all that much offensive zone time, I thought to win this game the way the Knights did told me that they still are sticking to their philosophy defensively. And if they play like that, this team is going to be almost impossible to beat. I mean, I'm looking at that right here where uh, the Knights had 12 takeaways to Edmonton, too. Mm-hmm. That was a huge reason why the Knights were able to win this game because they were able to take the puck away. And even though there were that many dangerous chances, they still were able to capitalize on enough to win the game. And Aiden Hill, I mean, what more can you say about him? He is truly one of the best goaltenders in the league. And without him, uh, the Knights would definitely not be able to win these kind of games as often. Yeah, I, it, thanks for the call, Stephen. Aiden Hill, you're you're right on the money. Like he has been full value, full marks all season long. And I think you know you, you look at that, and that was one of the question marks coming into the season. Could he replicate what he did in the postseason, or was it just kind of like a, a six week phenomenal stretch for Aiden? He, he's been amazing. He's been exceptional. And you know, I, I think you know you look at the Golden Knights. They've always been a high volume takeaway team. Uh, you got Mark Stone, you got William Carlson, you got Jack Eichel, obviously not playing tonight. Uh, but even Michael Amadio, like he's got a good stick. He's able to take pucks away. He's able to strip pucks in the neutral zone. And I think that that's something that, you know, kind of 
differentiates the Golden Knights from other teams. They're a 200-foot team. They're dogged on the puck. They don't give up on plays. They reload well in the neutral zone. And generally, that will lead to high takeaway numbers. And I think it's one of the reasons why high-skill teams like the Edmonton Oilers, like the Colorado Avalanche, just generally don't like playing against the Golden Knights. Nothing's, nothing's for free. Everything's earned. And when you've got to do that for 60 minutes, especially in a, a playoff series, things can get a little bit uh, dicey, so to speak. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Oh, I couldn't be better. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, was this a big game? This was a huge game. And to start with, we had national media. We're going to go national. I don't want y'all getting hurt feelings here. But the national media's been damn near handing them the cup ever since they started this run. They totally forgot who actually has the cup right now. Mm-hmm. And, and they did play us down. Oh, yeah. I mean, only person that I saw on the national broadcast, his last name is Demir's. He was a hockey player. He actually said we were going to win. Bless his heart, whoever he is. But um, I'm kind of tired of when we get the tweets back after we win something like that, mm-hmm. and they say stupid, stupid Vegas fans don't know anything about hockey. Now, I don't want you all thinking I'm old here, but I actually watched the miracle on ice as it happened. Mm-hmm. That is when I started watching hockey, and they can stuff it. <laughs> All right, Craig. I, I'm, I'm pretty good now. All right, awesome stuff there, Rita. Thanks so much for the call. I, I appreciate um, any time you call in, frankly, and, and uh, please don't ever stop calling in. Um, I, I'm with you. I, you know, A lot of people think that hockey – just started existing seven years ago in, in Las Vegas. That's not the case, but it's also a close-minded viewpoint of, of the city. I, I do want to get to one text from Timothy Molson. Uh, Timothy uh, threw out kind of the, the gauntlet to call in more to the show, to have more opinions, and, and this was something uh, that came through uh, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks ago, certainly uh, is, is something that I'm trying to do more of. But, Timothy, in order for that to happen, you've got to call in. And, you know, we're... 35, 40, 40 minutes in right now. Line's open right now, buddy. Give me a call. Timothy, this is directly to you. You sent the text in. You're unhappy with the, the fact that there have been a couple of repeat callers, and yet you haven't called in. So please do me the favor right now. Timothy, I'm talking directly to you before I get to any more phone calls. There is a line open, 702-876-1340. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. That's all I'm asking. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing, Ryan? I'm great. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I, I just want to give a shout-out besides to our team. I mean, the fans, I, I don't think I've ever heard them louder in any game, you know, especially in that last minute. I just thought they were great. Because usually, you know, we're, they're there, but not all the time, you know with that much enthusiasm. But mm-hmm. I wanted to read a text real quick that I sent to you on January 23rd after that game. Mm-hmm. And I had just said, that was the first game, Aiden came back, and I said, that's my Knights go, Aiden go, Knights go. Mm-hmm. Can't really use our four lines right now, but yet we're still holding strong. And once we get through the All-Star break and pass the only games we have in our two weeks 
in play after that. Hopefully by then the return of Eichel, Carly, Theodore, Carrier, and Maggio, will we will be unstoppable. Just believe. So mm-hmm. keep yeah. positivity and it'll happen. Yeah, you know what, Marianne, thanks so much for the call. You're you're right on the money. Like you have been very much a, a beacon of positivity and I think for the Golden Knights, you know, it's moving in that direction, right? You get William Carlson back into the fold and you know by my estimation, by my viewpoint, like you have Carlson back in, you have an opportunity to kind of match up lines even without Jack Eichel in the lineup. And Carlson's work five on five against Connor McDavid, like again, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I could watch that all game long. And, you know, to a degree, I, I think we'll we'll get more of that as we progress through this season. And and obviously I, I do believe that these two teams are destined to meet in the playoffs as well. Let's go out to the phone line, 702-876-1340. Let's bring in Julian. Hey, Julian, how you doing? Hey, Julian, sir, you're up. Yes, What's sir. up, buddy? I just want to say I really appreciate this program. It's very informative. I'm honestly, um, you know, since the night's kind of birthed in Vegas, uh, I didn't really have a chance to follow hockey as much as I should have. I'm from the East Coast, and honestly, this, this whole experience from that inaugural season on until right now honestly taught me so much about this amazing sport um i will say for tonight um welcome back carly mm-hmm. we're happy to have you back on sir and um i just want to make a big shout out to this incredible uh team that we have here so thankful thank you yeah thanks so much julian for the call um i i appreciate that and, and certainly uh you know you you talked about William Carlson back into the fold. That's huge for the Golden Knights moving forward. And uh, well, hopefully we'll get a little bit more in terms of health from this team as, as they push forward and push forward and hopefully push toward another playoff berth and a legitimate true defense of their Stanley Cup in the postseason. you got to qualify for the tournament to do that. And the Golden Knights, big win tonight. They've got to continue to, to kind of push in that direction as well. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Hey, Timothy, you're on the clock, buddy. Wrapping it up with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Still no Timothy. 3-1 the uh, final, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas improves to 30-15-6, 6, 66 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 6 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes. I, I mean, this one lived up to the billing. We were you know, talking about it. Certainly on the insider show, pregame show, it felt like coming out of the break, this one was going to have a playoff-type atmosphere, a playoff-type feel. T-Mobile Arena was rocking, and there were quite a few Oiler fans in attendance tonight, but it adds to the atmosphere. In my opinion, I love it when the building's like that because you get an energy that's unmatched just in a you know everyday run-of-the-mill regular season game. And the Golden Knights, they won the battle. They, they were... Really good in the first period. They bent. They didn't break in the second period. And then they made more plays in the third period than the Edmonton Oilers did. That's what good teams do. Good teams find ways. And the Vegas Golden Knights proved again to the hockey world that they are 
the defending Stanley Cup champions. And until somebody knocks them from the tournament, until somebody retakes that mantle, the Golden Knights are and will be and should be viewed as the team to beat in the National Hockey League. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to James Davis down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. If you call, it's not the same without your thoughts, your opinions, your calls, and your input. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. Talk to you here, or we'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.